0: Welcome back to another CFP CFL draft player interview joining us today is Ben Hadley and this is a special episode not just because he is a special teams player the kicker for the SanFX X-Men most makes in U sports this season Ben thank you so much for joining us for this episode
1: yeah thank you guys for having me it's an honor to be here and I uh, can't wait to talk a little bit of football today
0: All right. So I got, uh, I I need to talk about this right off the start of the episode because this is one of my favorite things to happen in all of U Sports this season. You had 123 total points. I believe it was 100 points off your leg. Most in U Sports, you're averaging, I think it was like 15.4 points per game. That was more, that was a higher point total per game than four teams in the country (laughs) and three in your own division. Like, were you aware of this stat line? Did anybody make you aware of this? Because this is insane to me. Uh I love it. Yeah, so this stat was told to me
1: after our final game. Uh, <laughs> I think the people who knew about this stat did a pretty good job of not saying anything because, like, it's kind of a tough stat to like kind of wrap your head around. And I don't know how I would have thought about that if we were still playing games. But I was made aware of this stat by a couple people, and it's uh, it's one of those things that, like, honestly, so much of that I think is just. Our team being so good offensively, but then so good defensively when we play these other teams. Like, but yeah, it is a pretty crazy stat if you really uh, dive into it a little bit.
0: Like, more points than four teams across the country. Like, that's, that's, oh, you man. yourself
2: are a U Sports offense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah, it, it's wild. It's, it's pretty crazy to think about. And honestly, I'm glad I didn't know until after the season. I don't know how I would have dealt with that <laughs> playing games maybe you see one team's
2: right below you and you're like oh maybe I shouldn't pull this one just a little (laughs) outside the uprights uh Uh, no super excited to have you here um obviously the kicking showcase kicking combine just went down in California you were a big part of that mm -hmm. Uh,
1: what was that experience like for you I mean that's it's kind of a huge journey to make yeah uh, I was definitely a lot of travel but honestly it was one of the coolest experiences of my life like first of all, getting to go to California in itself is a pretty cool travel destination, but then to go there alongside like 30 of the top, you know, specialists across U sports and NCAA football, like getting to meet some of the guys who were there and talk to these guys who had like incredibly cool life experiences was really cool. And then also to meet with teams and just get to kick footballs and, you know, get to introduce myself to some teams who maybe hadn't made their way out to Anna this year. And, uh, just kind of start the draft process for everyone. It was, it was a really cool experience. So you mentioned a lot of travel. I know we talked about this a bit before we
2: hit record, but kind of talk to us about like the process, I guess, like you went, you stayed for a day and then you kicked and left.
1: Yeah. So I flew across the world. They're halfway across the world. However, we, we think about it on Friday morning, I left my house in Halifax at three in the morning had about a 12, 13 hour travel day. Got to San Diego around noon that day. Pretty good travel day for the middle of winter. And I had to go through Pearson, which is always <laughs> always interesting. But uh, so I got to California, basically had a quick nap. Luckily, like getting to go with one of my teammates, Max, we were roommates. So like there wasn't any like having to get to know your roommate or whatnot. Like we just kind of both crashed, had naps, and then got up basically. The CFL took us to some pretty fancy dinner down in the hotel. And then we had draft interviews and basically went to sleep, got up the next morning early, worked out for teams, and then they basically took us in a shuttle back to the airport and we were flying back home.
2: <laughs> uh so talk a bit about the workout. Like you uh were you punting as well as place kicking or were you mainly
1: so when I went there, I had all the intentions to punt. I thought that it'd be, like, a valuable skill to show teams that I knew how to do it. But I got some feedback from teams there that they were basically like, look, like, we we don't really care to see you punt. We know that, like, when you, if you are going to play in the CFL, it's going to be place kicking and kickoffs. And we'll just assume you can punt if, basically, <laughs> they said, if, basically, if shit ever hits the fan, so that uh, I got some good advice there not to punt and that they just kind of wanted to see me focus on kicking. And honestly, I'm a bit glad I did because the way the the order of the workout went, there was like two hours of punting before field goals and kickoffs. So got some good advice and I got to stay loose and stretch and, and be fresh for the uh, kicking portion.
2: That's pretty crazy. Um, All right. My final one on this kicking combine is you, you talked about your travel day and how you had to get up early and, um, I know after I sit on a plane for a while, I am tight. I am just kind of irritable. Like, how did you kind of feel going from 12, 13 hour travel into working out for professional teams?
1: Yeah, um, definitely was tired and sore and tight after the plane. Like I had a pretty good, uh, pretty good routine to get myself like loose and fresh when I got there. Right before I took a nap, I got into the hotel gym for a little bit on the bike, good stretch routine, made it manageable. But then, uh, you know, it's tough to travel all that way and then go work out. But I think kind of the excitement and the emotion behind the whole event just kind of carries you through it all. And you're just so excited to get to work out for these teams and kick alongside so many other great specialists. Like you get through it. And definitely when I got home on the Sundays, when all the, the soreness and tired really hit.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, so when you got home, it was about, what, two days of just not moving and napping and yeah, rest and recovery I, uh... on the couch?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I, like I I slept most of that day Sunday, set an alarm so I could watch the Bills-Chiefs game that night, Watch the game, made it through the end, and then basically went right back to bed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess that would be later for you guys, right? Because you're Atlantic, so you yeah, would have been that... left like midnight.
1: <laughs> yeah, that game didn't end till like... Yeah. 1145 or something like it was late. That's definitely not a perk of living out in the Atlantic (laughs) time zone.
0: I want to, I want to circle back to the, uh, the combine a little bit here, Uh, the process of it more so than, than the actual, you know, the kicking process uh, for you here, but I know it's a little bit different with it being in San Diego, but being a part of the, the X-Men football program, you know, you've had a lot of guys go, to the CFL through this combine process over the last few years, uh, namely a guy like Alex Fetchin returning to your roster this year. Have you been able to kind of, you know, kick their brains a little bit about the process and kind of er, like learn any tips, whether it's, you know, just how to speak to teams or what they're expecting and things like that? Yeah,
1: uh, definitely right along those lines, like having guys like Alex Fetchin and Dighton Blackett who both kind of went really f- far into CFL training camps and the CFL draft process, just talking to those guys and figuring out, you know, what teams might ask you and kind of the tricks that they're looking for in these questions. Like when they ask you like about U sports eligibility and, you know, like if you'd rather be on their practice roster or go back to play U sports for another year. And, but, and also just, you know, like, having guys who have done it is such a benefit I think for our team. And we've had a pretty good line now of guys from like Gregor McKellar to Alex Fetch and guys who have been very high picks in CFL drafts who kind of just give you great knowledge on how to go through this process and basically like market yourself best for these teams. So it's definitely a huge benefit.
2: All right. Connor and I saw this as we're, we always like to pull the stats before we do our intros um, just so we can kind of give guys their due for the past season rushing touchdowns yeah statistical (laughs) anomaly or like how
1: how 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 did this come about um so I think since the day I got to campus I've been asking if we can run a fake I think it was probably one of the first things I asked our special teams coordinator I think he thought I was kidding but I was I was pretty serious (laughs) and they kind of blew me off for two years and then this year it all started we uh we had like a sprint test on our first day of training camp, and I yes. won. I was the I was the fat. We did ten and twenty yard splits, and I had the fastest twenty yard split. So I uh, I I was on them super hard. After that, I was like, "Look, like I'm the best athlete on the field. Like, he, we got to get the ball <laughs> in my hands." And they thought I was kidding, but finally, uh, Coach Daly and all his wisdom, I think he probably got annoyed of me asking him. So he he put one in, but. Before we even put one in, we were playing a game against Mount A and we had a bad snap and the ball just ended up on the turf. And I just picked it up and there was nobody outside and I <laughs> ran around the corner in. So then after that, I was really hard on them to try to get another and it ended up working out again.
0: I was going to say, yeah, you go back to back touchdowns because the very next game you have another rushing touchdown.
1: Yeah, it was back to back games, which is which is pretty fun. I won't lie. <laughs>
0: And not only like, I, I do want to stay on this for a second here, because the first game you scored the touchdown was also a pretty big game. You went six for six, 45 yard long, 21 mm-hmm. points off your leg, seven on the touchdown. You you had 27 points in that game.
1: Yeah, that was not a uh, bad day. That that was probably like one of the, probably one of, if not like the best games of my life, just kind of like everything added up. So well that game and like, you know Our offense is really, really good, and a lot of times we get down into the scoring zone and we punch it in, and I think we had just a little bit of enough trouble that day where it was really windy, and it ended up working out well to get six field goal attempts, which is pretty uh, unheard of in a U-sports game. Uh, All right, talk to me about,
2: you mentioned wind there, anti you guys get all kinds of weather, like feet worth of snow, torrential downpours, sunny, hot days, wind like crazy how has that kind of balanced your game as a whole as a place kicker
1: uh i think it's definitely a benefit because honestly like in nova scotia i don't know if you guys have ever been out here the weather's never the same for 15 minutes it changes so constantly so i think honestly you're just kind of ready for whatever and also you learn not to trust the weather forecast they're always wrong out here so the only thing they usually get right is the wind and it's always windy (laughs) uh okay so
2: when you're going through your kind of pre-game um when you're testing distance you're testing whether you're testing how the ball feels off your foot uh what are you kind of looking for in whether to be like all right it's gonna be a solid day today like what temperature Wind? like what bothers
1: you when you're going in through those processes i think the you know I don't think anyone really likes to play in the rain maybe running backs I'm sure Malcolm Bussey likes when it <laughs> rains he gets gets the ball a ton but you know if you can avoid rain usually like that usually means like you shouldn't have too much trouble the The wind can get funky with it a little bit here but you know if balls dry holders hands are dry long snappers hands are dry usually you, you, you can stay pretty good and we're pretty lucky out here we've we might have the best long snapper in the country and he's probably gonna have a pretty long CFL career here in the future too. So that's definitely a plus we have as well. Uh I guess yeah, it's a it's
2: a full team effort for you guys on on field goals. Kind of talk about your guys um as you guys go through that. I mean, you're specialists, you are special. It is in the name.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're pretty lucky. I think everything special specials wise here starts with Jim Daly. He was in the CFL for who in 30 some odd years he uh he preaches it every day and he knows how to find good special teams players like we we have guys who are committed and want to play and you know he gets to pick certain guys each game to dress just for special teams guys know it's how they can get on the field and then it translates well like we've got the best long snapper in my opinion in the country we've got obviously like max is an unbelievable punter we've got like our holder should have been an all Canadian receiver this year, but he missed a couple games, so stats get get boggled down a little bit. But like Coach Daly knows how to how to find and coach and teach specialists, I I'd say, and I think it's one of the benefits we have here at Santa Bex.
0: How much confidence does that give you? How much pressure does it take off of your shoulders when you know you go up to line up for let's let's call it a, a decently deep kick, and you're like, okay, I I know my long snapper is gonna gonna get the snap I know I've got a good holder down there and I'm gonna get you know exactly what I want what does that do for your confidence because I I mean being a kicker is a pretty stressful position
1: yeah you know it's definitely one of those things where like it's it's almost become automatic for those two guys now that you don't even think about it so it's just like one less thing to think about I'd say where that just really helps your confidence you're not worried about like oh is, is this ball gonna end up over his head over my head along the ground like the ball is always always in the holder's hands right where it needs to be. And it it's a huge confidence boost every time you're on the field. Uh kind of talk about the I guess
2: Connor mentioned there the stress that you face as a as a place kicker. Um what do you do to kind of manage that? Like if you miss, you're not getting in your own head, like high pressure moments is what kicking's about, right? Like you get none of the praise and all of the all of the uh complaints if you miss. How do you balance that as a person?
1: Yeah, so this is something I have put a lot of hard work and effort into. So at St. Evex, we were so unbelievably lucky. We were given the opportunity to get free mental performance coaching with through our school and one of our profs here. And uh at first I didn't do it. And Coach Waterman really pushed me towards it. He thought it'd be really beneficial for my game. And this was about two years ago now. And honestly, it was the best decision I think I've ever made like kind of he pushed me to get there but then like I committed to it and I work hard at it and we meet like once a week even throughout the offseason and she's really really helped me with kind of like that letting things go and things don't always need to be perfect as much as you'd like to go you know 100% on field goals for the year like it's it everyone's human like it's likely not going to happen and just letting things go and not letting one miss affect your next kick has been huge for me. And I think it's one of the things that's probably propelled me to become so much better as a football player. Is that
2: something you would hope to continue at the pro level uh, if you were to make it there?
1: Yeah, I think I've got a really good relationship with the mental performance coach. I'm hoping that she'd keep me on as a client as I go through. And, you know, I think also, talking to some teams, like they mentioned, they have similar resources and stuff like that. So I think it'd be cool to kind of expand that and see like where things can go. And maybe if some people have like slight, like alterations or tweaks, that might be beneficial too.
2: Um, all right. Now I kind of want to talk to you about your operation time because we, we've talked about how good your unit is. And um, obviously each level, there's always talk about speed increase, speed increase, speed of players, mm-hmm. pace of game. For the specialists, it's speed of operation how fast can you get that ball out? How fast can you uh work with your unit to be efficient? Uh, how have you kind of worked on that this offseason, speeding up your operation time, but also keeping your same routines and same balances?
1: Yeah, that's uh that's all it's been a bit of a point of focus, you know, and you sports, you have just a little bit more time where you, you might not get a guy screaming around the corner every time like you might in the in the cfl but i think you know it's all for specialists it's about keeping the same routine same rhythm so it's just about leaving just that little split second earlier almost even before the ball's been snapped like getting that good with your operation time so where like you almost leave as the ball comes out of the long snappers hands and then you can time it up really well and i think that should cut down on the operation time and you know hopefully you don't get one blocked (laughs) I like that. I
2: like I've seen people speed up like their cadence speed up the start of their steps, but you going before I guess kind of speaks to like the closeness you have with your long snap and your holder too. like you're trusting them so much so that you're not even seeing the ball snap, you know that the second that hand signal goes, that ball is going to be there in time, no matter how quickly you go. That's pretty awesome to hear. Yeah, it's it's definitely a huge benefit. I'm sorry, we're getting really into the weeds of kicking <laughs> right now, and I I am all for it. Connor, have we interviewed a punter or kicker before? I was No, this. I, I think uh I, I that is our, first... our
0: first uh, kicker interview. So if we're we're eating up too much of your time here, we apologize. We're no, just uh, we lost at specials at this here is, at this CFP. Awesome. So uh
2: Connor, you got one of the anything?
0: Yeah, I mean I just like more more of a, a just kind of a, a broad view of your season you know you yourself personally had a great season then it kind of it, it caps off with being named as a as first team all canadian when you see that when you hear that announcement what does that kind of mean to you i mean i know we don't play football for the personal accolades but every now and again they do come along and they are special so what did it mean for you to to see that
1: yeah um truthfully like at first you're kind of shocked you're like you know there's so many specialists who had great years and I mean especially like you know you find out who the all-stars are and you kind of compare like you know truthfully you compare stats and you look about it and like this year there was a like some good specialists and like you know you look at Vince from Laval who you know I was kicking with last week in California like he missed one field goal this year and you know he very easily probably could have been named first team all Canadian I don't think anyone would have batted an eye myself included but you know it's uh it's pretty special to hear but truthfully we found out the day before we played UBC in the national semifinal so basically heard it and had to just disregard the information because like less than 24 hours later we were getting ready to kick off the national semifinal What was the uh what was the trip like out east all right, Wes, because when
2: we saw that you guys had to go all the way to BC, Carl and I both said, like, this is an insane road trip to take to show up and play a game. And, like, I know that you guys, I don't think you left, like, too, too early ahead of the game where where some schools will go, f- like, uh, last, I guess, what was it, two years ago, Saskatchewan was here most of the week when they played Montreal, and then they just stayed afterwards.
1: Mm. Yeah, so... You know, when you hear you have to go across to the other side of the country, you're, you're, I could already, you know, that game ended BC and Alberta and that was one of the craziest games. You know, we were watching it like on our phones, a couple guys had the Can West TV package. So like we were watching it with them and you find out you have to go to Vancouver and you can just see like everyone's head starts to spin. Cause like, how are you going to get commercial flights to Vancouver? Like it was a mess So I don't know how it happened, but kind of out of nowhere, we basically got a team text that we were taking a chartered plane from Halifax to Vancouver. So we left, I think it was the Thursday flew across the country, but not having to fly through commercial airports saved us probably like 10, 12 hours of travel. By the time we had a direct flight, we didn't have to stop or anything. Like we just kind of got to get there, get to our hotel and start relaxing. But you know, to fly six hours and then have, like, the four-hour time change, like, you're kind of a bit behind the eight ball already going into that game, but, you know, I think the travel went about as best as it could. The game, maybe not as much. (laughs) I mean, for
2: you guys, like, for you guys, especially at X, like, it's almost a yearly thing that you're in the national semifinals. Um, To be competing at that high of a level year in, year out, what does that kind of say about you guys, your program, Coach Waterman, Coach Svek, Coach Daly, I guess we'll include as well because he's a huge part of that program.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you know, at St. of X, I think everything starts at the top. Coach Waterman, Coach Dave, Coach Svek, Coach Daly, they all, like, the biggest thing they preach is culture, team culture, you know, everyone's got to have one goal in mind and, you know, we all have to do our very best to pursue that goal. And I think that has is what's led us to these national semifinals. Like, you know, as much as outsiders might not, you know, they might just see that St. of X has won the AUS again. Like this conference is a grind. You play in some crazy weather games. You always have to have your a game and, you know, to go undefeated for that many years, I think really speaks testaments to how the coaches prepare us and get us ready for games and the culture that they've built now kind of with some really high level players who have now filtered through, whether it be Gregor, Alex Fetch and Dighton Blackett, guys like that, to to keep atop the AUS. And then ultimately, you know, we push to win the VA every year and to make these national semifinals, I think has been a special experience. But obviously, you know, we have bigger goals than the national semifinal, and it's one that we're working towards right now. And I'm excited to see, like, I think this team has some serious potential when you return like Silas and Malcolm Bussey on offense. Obviously they've, they've won the last three AUS MVP. So you'd like to hope that, you know, your offense is going to have some serious firepower next year and hopefully be kind of the leaders of our drive to the next, next AUS championship.
2: Awesome. Uh, I, I kind of want to, I know it's, it's more of a meta question on the team, but what, what will it take for that next step? in your mind at least
1: yeah i think i think so much of it's going to come down to you can't go into that game kind of with like that defeated mindset of like we've been here before and we've lost like those are completely different years completely different teams and i think you know it's you can see it in the guys now like they've been there they're hungry they want to get back there and they want to win but i think now we can't go into this game and be like oh my gosh, like this team is bigger. Or they might be a little faster. Or they might be a little bit stronger, but at the end of the day, it's it's a football game and anybody can win any football game whenever you play.
0: Yeah. I don't think I have uh, too, too much left. I mean, I think we've uh, talked to you off here, asked you questions till we've turned blue in the face, but I do have one more and I want to bring it back to the combine process as we, as we round out our, our conversation here. But, for you, aside from obviously the talents of your right leg, what is something that you uh, hope that you have shown coaches or hope to continue to show coaches about yourself uh, going through this combine process? I mean, I know uh, the kicking portion of it is wrapped up for you now, but uh, yeah, if you could just expand on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was really excited to talk to coaches and kind of, you know meet them face to face. But, you know, I hope, you know, to show them that aside from hopefully being a good kicker of a football, like I, I want to go somewhere and I want to compete. Cause obviously as a kicker, there's, you know, there's nine jobs in the CFL, like it might take a little bit of time, but I think to have like the perseverance and willingness to compete. And also at the end of the day, your goal is to win championships. So talking to some coaches and explaining that, like, you know, wherever you go, you want to go and win. And whether that be the, the you know, the starting kicking job or great cup, like, both are on my uh, list of goals to achieve and I think getting to kind of express that to coaches is, is something that they, uh, they really like to hear too. All right. Before we let you go, Connor, I gotta, we gotta ask one more thing.
2: East coast, well-known documented for the level of seafood. (laughs) Are you a big seafood person or are you a no seafood person?
1: Uh, I'm much closer to the non seafood (laughs) person as much as, that might pain some people to say I'm not a big lobster fan. I don't like shrimp. You know, the only fish I really like is usually deep fried. So that uh, that might that might ruffle some feathers out on the East Coast. But unfortunately, I'm not a big uh, seafood guy. That's okay because my
2: follow up, you said big seafood was like, well, what are you going to do in the CFL? Because
0: there's only really <laughs> one
2: option. But no, no, it's okay. All nine are yeah. now open to you.
0: Um, all right, so what are you, are you, like, a steak guy, chicken guy? What are, what are we talking here? salads? Yeah,
1: honestly, like, m- most, more or less, like, any meat protein butt fish, to be honest. <laughs> right, steak, chicken, pork, like, all that stuff. Ground beef, anything really butt fish. As long as it's not coming out of, a, out of a body of water, you're all right
0: with it, eh? Yeah.
2: All right. Totally fair. There's, I'm sure there's tons of other Maritimers
1: that are like you, but nobody has the courage to come out and
2: say it.
0: Yeah,
1: that, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to, to uh, see maybe what that answer to this question is going to get me a couple texts from, uh, from people.
2: <laughs> as I'll long as your parents good. aren't
1: part of that text
2: group, that's, uh, berating you for not liking seafood. I think you're okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I think I should be
1: all right. All right.
0: Well, all right. thank you very much. We won't uh, take up too, too much more of your time, but we do really appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh, for everybody listening, it has been Ben Hadley, the kicker for the SanFX X-Men joining us, Ben, thank you so much again
1: yeah thank you guys for having me it's been a ton of fun and you know I, I hope uh I hope to hear some other cool draft interviews from some other guys as I listen to the podcast going along
2: thank you man take care all the best in the CFL draft this year and uh if you end up back at X hail and health to you all <laughs> thank you thank you i could tell you by the look on you